that. <laughs> All right, folks. Anybody been interrupted lately? Going to talk about interruptions. Well, there was a pastor who had a plan for a wonderful Christmas sermon. And he was going to give the sermon on the star. And so, to emphasize his points, he had four children with letters spelling out star. And uh, so they came up, they stood at the front with their back, and then they all turned in simultaneously. Unfortunately, they were backwards. And it spelled rats instead of star. When I was younger, people used to say rats when things didn't work out the way they wanted. Today they use other four-letter words, by and large. But a lot of times things don't work out because of interruptions. And we wonder what's going on when we are being interrupted. Is the mic working okay? Can you hear me okay? Okay, good. So, this morning, I want to talk about those times. Let me ask, have you been interrupted recently? Maybe in your business, maybe in your job, maybe in your work, your family relationships, your health? Oh, I can hear myself now. So we're going to learn a little bit about interruptions this morning. Because things don't always work out the way we want. Often our plans are thwarted. And I want to just point you to some of the episodes in the Christmas story this morning that, where there was interruptions. And we can learn a little bit about why God interrupts us. So I'm going to talk about five interruptions of Christmas so you can count with me. So number one is this. God interrupts our resignations. By that I mean, he at times will interrupt things that we've resigned ourselves to. Things that we thought there was no hope of that ever coming to pass. We see that in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 25. I won't read it all. But it's this, in the story we have the, the episode where Zechariah and Elizabeth, who were in the priestly division of Abijah, it says, uh, Zechariah, his wife, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly, but they had no, no what? They had no children. Because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Barrenness was a shame. People back then, if the couple was barren, people would often think there was something wrong with them. Uh, morally wrong, you've done something to make God angry at you. And of course, every couple dreamed of having children, but they were long in years and short on children. So, Zechariah goes to fulfill his obligations as a priest and, an angel, and has an angel encounter that interrupts his resignation. 
It says, then in then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right hand of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife will bear you a son, and you will give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Or Zechariah argued. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. Can you imagine talking like that to an angel? He's arguing. He's so convinced that their dream would never come true. They've resigned to it. The angel answered, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. In other words, don't mess with me. (laughs) Don't mess with me. Of course, Zechariah couldn't speak until the child was born. But I want to point out that where it says, your prayer has been heard, the tense there, I understand, is the prayers you no longer pray. So the angel comes and says, you're going to have a child, your prayer has been answered, and it's those prayers that you no longer pray. You've resigned yourself. And the angel said, no, things are going to change here. That prayer you no longer pray is going to be answered. And so we sometimes have godly dreams just like they did. And they don't come to be. And we resign ourselves to the fact that they will never happen. We give up on them and, because, and we bury that disappointment deep within us. So deep that we question God's ability to act on it. And we live as best we can, but we have a broken heart deep down inside. Christmas reminds us that God may interrupt the things we've resigned ourselves to. It's one of the great hopeful stories of the Christmas season. It happens in his time, his way, and results in the preparing of the way of the Lord. So again, this was part, clue number one. Why do interruptions happen? Well, the way of the Lord was being prepared. But this Christmas, be alert. God may interrupt something you've resigned yourself to. Secondly, God interrupts our good plans. So we're on what number? Number two. God interrupts good plans. In the sixth month, God sent an angel, Gabriel, to Nazareth, to the town of Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be be married to a man named Joseph. And uh, anyway, the virgin's name was Mary. The angel said, greetings, you who are highly favored. And so the angel says, you're going to bear a child. Well, Mary wasn't married yet. And then he goes on to meet uh, with Joseph. And Joseph, after finding out that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, not knowing it was by the Holy Spirit, was going to divorce her. So there was this major interruption. You had Mary, who was a godly young lady, was going to marry this godly man, just the way things were supposed to go. Can you imagine the sigh of relief when uh, all the arrangements were made with Mary and Joseph, the parents? Phew. This is coming together just the way it should. <laughs> And all of a sudden, Mary's found to be pregnant. 
And Joseph thinks he has to divorce her. But the angel came with a message and interrupted these good plans. Have you ever had good plans interrupted? They were to bring the Savior into the world. Sometimes God interrupts our good plans and replaces them with something even better. A friend of mine is a pastor. He's been a fitness guy. He's getting, I think he's past 65 now, so he doesn't run quite as far as he used to. But he used to run 10K a day and uh, was very disciplined in it. Well, one day, just before Christmas, it was right around this time, maybe a little bit closer to Christmas, he all of a sudden started having a heart episode, like a major heart episode. And his wife and family said, you need to go to the hospital and get this checked out. So he reluctantly went in, and uh, then he couldn't speak on Sunday, so he asked me to speak for him, and I did, but I sensed maybe God was up to something here. So they checked him out, and the doctors couldn't find anything. Not a thing wrong with you, they said. They released him. He got his strength back. That was like maybe seven, eight years ago now. I think seven years ago now. He's not had a tick out of place since. But what happened, while he was in the hospital, the Spirit of God started to speak to him about making a change of ministry. And he's now in a place where people don't have a, there was no gospel witness and he has a church going. God interrupted his good plans. He wanted to stay. He was pastoring quite a large church. He had good plans, but they got interrupted. And now Christ is being brought to a different community. Sometimes God interrupts good plans. Sometimes God interrupts our work. This is what number? Number three. Good. The shepherds. We heard emphasis on the shepherds today. They were in the field doing their job. They were practicing diligence in their work. They were doing the right thing. They were looking out for predators in the night, protecting their flock. Everything was as it should be. They were doing their job. But God interrupted. The angel interrupted them and sent them on a quest. They had to leave their work for a time. Now it was time to worship. Work would have to wait. The Savior of the world, they saw him in his infancy. They experienced the grace of God. They, humble shepherds, met the Lord Jesus. They were in the very presence of the Holy One of God. All because God interrupted their work. Uh, Around a year ago, I was driving home to my office in Sexsmith after an appointment in Grand Prairie, just on that, uh, I call it the Costco Road, but anyway, it goes, what, what do we call that road? Do you know which road I'm talking about? <laughs> and uh, going along, and also, bang, rock hit my windshield. And it was just before the frost was coming, so I thought, I've got to get this chip fixed, otherwise it's just going to spread all the way across. So I drove it straight to Speedy Autoglass, and they fixed the chip like in no time. But you know what? I was kind of like, oh, I've got this stuff to do. You know, I've got my day planned out. But my work was interrupted, and 
ended up meeting someone at Speedy Autoglass who had some, we had to, it was good to have some conversations. But God interrupted my work with a rock in the windshield. How many of you like that? We don't. But God was doing something. So God interrupts our resignations. God interrupts our good plans. Sometimes God even interrupts our work. But he also interrupts, number four, our delusions. And I read in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. A delusion, by the way, is a false belief or opinion. There's a lot of people with false beliefs and opinions these days, in my view, resistant to reason or actual fact. That's what a delusion is. And it says, after when Jesus was born in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where's the one who's born king of the Jews? We saw a star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. Herod was a guy who was master of his fate. He was the king, and nobody was going to take that from him. And he had this delusion that he was going to live forever. You know, he was in the last year or two of his life. He was a very sickly man at this time. And he had had a lifetime of eliminating anybody that was a pretender to the throne. But... Here, all it is, the man who had absolute control over his area, he just hears this whisper of a child being born. And he is shattered in his delusion. He is upset. And he ends up making great efforts to eliminate this child, even though he's right at the end of his life. His delusion was interrupted. Disturbed by the rumor of a child. Sometimes we think we are something more than we are. And God interrupts our delusion. There's a, I've, I've done a lot of study in the whole personal development area and there's so much to learn and we, are, we have so much potential that we can develop by our decisions and how we run our life, how the disciplines we have, the behaviors we have, the habits we form. They make a big difference. But what, one of the problems with this whole development movement is that they don't know where to draw the line. They don't know where to acknowledge that there is another Lord who ultimately has final say. And Herod was right there. He was one who did not want to have someone else have the final say of what happened. And God interrupted his delusion. Some of you maybe have seen yourself in recent days as really being in control of everything, but all it takes is a rumor of a king, a different king, to upset that delusion. God interrupts our delusions to let us know that the true king is Jesus. And so God interrupted him. And Christ was being revealed to him and the world. So God interrupts our good plans. God interrupts uh, our resignations. He interrupts our work. He interrupts our delusions, but he also interrupts evil plans. That's the fifth one. In Matthew 2, following up the story I just referred to, in verse 3 and 
following. We say, when King Herod, this, he was disturbed in all Jerusalem with him. And when he called together the people's chief priests, teachers of the law, he asked them, where was the Christ to be born? In Bethlehem in Judah, they replied, for this is what the prophet has spoken. And they go on to give the prophecy. Then he called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, go and make careful search for the child. And as soon as you find him, report to me so I may go and worship him. Of course, he's planning. I'm going to assassinate this little child king. I'm going to get rid of him as he had assassinated so many people in his life. He even had his favorite wife killed because he was suspicious of her. That one of the reasons he kind of basically went mad, historians tell us, because he had this woman he loved eliminated because he was suspicious of her. But now he wants to eliminate this little baby. But God interrupted. It says about the wise men, and when, having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned by, to their country by another route. God interrupted the evil plan. Goes on, when they had gone, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. God interrupted the evil plan. Now you know what? Today I could have spent my whole sermon talking about the evil plans that are going on in our world. There are so many evil plans afoot. On every level, it seems. And they're going to use all kinds of tricks, all kinds of force, to bring in what they want. And they will be ruthless at times, just like Herod was. But I want to comfort you this morning that God interrupted the evil plan and Christ was preserved. The Savior of the world was preserved. God warned the wise men to return another way. He warned Joseph in a dream to flee with Mary and Jesus. The satanic plan to kill the Savior of the world was thwarted. God interrupted the evil plot and because of that interruption, you and I have a Savior. When we were serving in Nigeria, uh, there was a band of, I would call them evil men now, mostly they had robberies, but they also did harm. They had a horrible attack on some of our ladies from our mission. But every two, every second Tuesday night, there would be an attack somewhere. And so this fear would come across the whole mission community. And so... um, a Tuesday was coming up and rumors went out that they were going to come to a certain neighborhood where one of our mission compounds was. And so we were all praying. We were praying for protection from these bandits. And so the night came and went and there was no attack on our mission compound. But we found out the next day that there had been attacks in the neighboring houses around. But nothing happened on our mission compound. And uh, another thing came out, and that was that in the night, people had seen a soldier standing at 
the gate of our compound holding an AK-47. Now, no one had hired a soldier. The police had not sent a soldier. Nobody knew about this guy, where he came from, and when he went. And we only concluded that the Lord interrupted an evil plan by the allotment of one of his angels. God interrupts evil plans. And like I say, we live in a time when so many people are fearful of the evil plans. But I want to let you know today that God has already planned the interruption. And you can read about it in Daniel chapter 2. You can read about it in Matthew 24. You can read about it in First and Second Thessalonians. You can read about it in the book of Revelation. The plan is already in place. Christ will not be eliminated from this world, nor the effects of all those who believe in him. God interrupts so that the purposes of God are worked out. So the interruptions of God work out the purposes of God. I'm sure I've shared this story before, but it's probably one of the best stories from my life where I've seen the interruptions of God work out his purposes. So forgive me, maybe if I've told it before, you can come help me tell it. But it was a cold January night in our town, and uh, I was just finishing up prayer meeting at one of the houses of uh, one of our congregation members. And as I was putting on my coat to exit the prayer meeting, I sensed this powerful impression, powerful, knowing that I needed to go next door and talk to them about Christ. Again, cold January night. How many of you like to go make a cold call on a cold January night? It's just not done in our culture, really. Nowadays, it's even bad to phone somebody without texting them if they got time for a phone call first. But anyway, that impression was so strong that I needed to go there and talk to them about Christ, and it was such a dumb idea, I got in my car and drove away. But I had to do some business, came back, had to drive past that house, and as I came close, that just came on me again. And I was absolutely terrified, but I pulled over to the side of the road, and I got out of my car. I didn't know what I was going to say. What do you say to somebody? I just met the lady on the street a few times. I knew her name. And, uh, well, I went up to the door, my heart racing like crazy. I rang the doorbell, and she answered. And I said, Cindy, I have a crazy question for you. Would you like me to, would you like to be shown from the Bible how you could know you're going to heaven? That was my opening gambit. And she said, well, yes, I would. My husband and I were talking about that last night. So we met with her, Marlene. I went over the next morning. She accepted the Lord. Next Sunday, she brought her friend to meet in my office. She accepted the Lord. As far as I know, they're both walking with Christ today. I wanted to go home, put my feet up at the end of the day, and enjoy my family. But God interrupted. And his purposes to bring Christ into that little part of the world took place. And so when you think this Christmas, of the Christmas story, the many aspects of it, I've just touched on them a little bit. 
but all of them had a major interruption. Zechariah and Elizabeth had their resignation interrupted. Joseph and Mary had their good plans interrupted. The shepherds had their work interrupted. Herod had his delusion interrupted and his evil plan interrupted. And in all of these things, Christ was brought to the world. And that's what he does through the interruptions in your life. May God bless you. Thank you.